Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, friends. I am so excited about this episode because it's about one of my favorite topics, which is procrastination. And this is part of my series of unlearning toxic productivity. And this episode is unlearning procrastination, reframing your mind to get things done. So the reason that I love talking about procrastination is that I think it gets a really unfair reputation in the productivity world. And sure, waiting to the last minute rarely serves us in a healthy way, but it also doesn't mean that you are terrible or lazy or stupid. And it really bugs me when people say, oh, I'm such a procrastinator. Don't make this an identifying aspect of who you are. Procrastination is a behavior. It is not a piece of your personality. Okay, You are procrastinating. You are not a procrastinator. And again, it doesn't make you lazy or stupid, or a bad person, or anything like that. So then you know I always love to get started with the definition. So the definition of procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing something. And the reason this is really important is because it's different from laziness. Because laziness involves being voluntarily unwilling to exert the necessary effort. So the difference is that when you're procrastinating, you want the goal You want to exert that effort. You want to accomplish whatever is on the other side. When you're lazy, but you you just don't know how, right? Something's stuck there. Something's causing friction. When you're lazy, you don't want to exert that effort. You don't care about the outcome. You don't care that that thing needs to get done. And you're not willing to exert the, the energy to get that done. So... Often, this is due to a tendency to prioritize that short-term mood regulation over long-term achievement, right? It feels good to lay on the couch and watch TV, and it doesn't feel good to do the dishes, right? So again, I just want to be really clear about the difference. And here's a great example. Someone who wants to work on a project may delay doing so, i.e. procrastinate, because they don't know where to start even though they aren't lazy. Alternatively, someone who doesn't want to work hard on a project because they don't want to exert the effort, i.e. because they're lazy, may get started on the project without delay because of the same appropriate incentive. And just wanted to make sure that that's very clear. There's a difference between procrastination and laziness. And today we're going to be talking about procrastination because you can overcome procrastination. And most of my clients that I'm dealing with have what's called anxious procrastination. And this is postponing things despite an intention to work on them and despite an awareness that the delay is self-defeating and irrational. Okay, because that anxious procrastination means that there's something stopping them, there's something causing friction. And we're going to talk through what those reasons are and some really tangible strategies to get started. And these are things I use every single day because I procrastinate too. Everybody I know does. So I always talk about six different reasons that people procrastinate. The first is an abstract goal. 
they don't exactly know what they're working on or what that outcome is going to be. So if this is the first time you have to write a report at work and you have no framework or example of what it's supposed to look like, that can be really hard to get started. If you are going to start a podcast for your business, that can be a really hard goal to get started because you have to make so many decisions about what that podcast is going to be. So an abstract goal is one of the top reasons that I see people procrastinate. The second is indecisiveness. And this is struggling to make a decision that will move you forward. So deciding which email server or platform you're going to use or which group coaching, you know, if it's Kajabi or UpCoach or uh, another one of those course platforms, right? Deciding between all those choices. And indecisiveness can often mask itself as research. People will say like, oh, I'm just researching the best choices or I'm just getting more information. And really what they're doing is stalling, right? Really what they're doing is procrastinating because very few of these decisions can be undone. Especially in business, you can change your mind. You're allowed to change your mind. And often the biggest risk is money, right? So we put and we invest in a product or a tool or a coach that isn't the right fit. But indecisiveness can often mask itself as research, but really you're just struggling to make a competent decision. Number three is fear of failure. We talked about this last week in the perfectionism episode. And fear of failure is often a reason why someone won't get started because they're afraid of judgment from others, which is really, really hard when you are starting a business and consistently putting yourself out in the world for others to judge you. Number four is waiting for a deadline. And this is one of my favorite reasons. I started this work um, in coaching for time management and productivity because I was tutoring teenagers on executive function. So I was working with high school students, helping them do exactly the same thing that I do with adults, quite frankly. It is how to break down projects, how to set their schedules up, how to study more efficiently and more effectively for themselves and really making these things personal for them. And there is no one who has a higher threshold for that deadline to work start than a teenage boy. And it would just, I mean, it would drive me nuts and it would drive their parents nuts. But sometimes I don't know, they always got it done. So waiting for a deadline isn't necessarily a bad thing. Some people need that bit of pressure, that bit of time pressure to focus, to remove distractions, and to get really creative and clear on what they need to do. The problem obviously comes when we wait too long for a deadline and then something else goes wrong. We don't feel good. The internet goes out. We didn't save the word document correctly, right? Like that's where this really comes into play as troublesome. So if you find yourself often waiting for a deadline to get started, I'd love to talk to you about it because there's some really easy ways that you can set yourself up for success and still wait for that deadline to get started. Number five is task aversion. You just don't like it. You don't like the work that you have to do. And this isn't revolutionary. There's a lot of things we have to do every day that we don't want to do. And so again, how can we Make sure that that procrastination isn't coming from a place of laziness, right? This is not you being lazy because you don't want to wash the dishes. This is you just not like washing the dishes, but you know how important it is to get them done. 
And then perfectionism. Again, we talked a lot about this last week. So if you struggle with perfectionism tendencies or behaviors, please check out last week's episode. We do a much deeper dive into what perfectionism is, how it manifests, and some really clear strategies on how to overcome it. But perfectionism, as I mentioned in last week's episode, is one of the top reasons that people will procrastinate on getting things done because they're so worried about it being perfect, they just won't get it started. So when we're working on overcoming procrastination, when you're thinking about all the things that you can do to get yourself back to work and to get started on that project, the first thing I always recommend to people is to really break down your tasks. I had a coaching session last week, actually, and I asked the, my client to read out their to-do list to me. And she wrote one of her tasks was write emails for welcome funnel. And I said, what does that mean? And she walked me through, kind of broke down those tasks. I said, that is way too big of a task. Like write emails for welcome funnel is huge. How many emails? What are they going to be about? Can't do that in 30 minutes. And you have to set all those emails up. You have to make sure that that's scheduled correctly in your system spell check them, all that stuff. That's a huge task. And that is not what we put on our to-do list. Our to-do list should be the smallest possible step we need to take in order to see progress towards our goal. So her daily to-do list should be write first and second welcome sequence email about XYZ. Be that specific when you're breaking down a big project so that you know exactly where to start Define how it's going to be done, right? If I have to write two emails, I know exactly when that's done versus writing a welcome sequence. I don't know when that's done. How many emails does that mean? And things that can be done within 30 minutes or less, typically. So that way you can, again, set yourself up for success, have a much clearer place to just get started and a very clear place to end. That's also why people will sometimes procrastinate by doing what I call productive procrastination. So instead of writing that report or writing those welcome emails, they'll go wash the dishes. And the reason that we do that is because washing the dishes has a very definitive beginning and end to that task. You know when it's done, you can see the result of your work, and that feels really, really good. So do the same thing for your to-do list. Make it very clear how it starts, very clear how it ends, so that you can feel really good about it and see your progress. The second recommendation is remove distractions. This is fairly obvious, right? If we're constantly reaching for our phone, if we're constantly jumping onto YouTube or Facebook on our computers, it's just making all of those decisions for ourselves that much harder. Every time you have to resist doing something, it actually sucks down your willpower. It sucks down your ability to focus and make strong decisions. So just remove them. Just don't have the phone near you or set it to a work mode where it's not going to be buzzing at you. Use a website blocker to block websites you find yourself consistently going to as a distraction. And you'll find yourself being that much more focused when you actually have to get that task done. My next recommendation is the five-minute rule. This can be done in two ways. I am someone who has to like work up to a task, right? I don't eat the frog first. That's not me. I need to like warm up. I need some some practice exercises, right? 
So for me, I use a five minute rule to knock off in 20 minutes, as many tasks that are going to take me five minutes or less as I possibly can. So I get that little bit of momentum. I get that jump into my work day to say, woof, look at me go, how much I've already accomplished. Maybe that could be phone calls. I could be following up with an email. It could be any number of quick little things that, again, take five minutes or less, and I do them in 20 minutes. And I just bang them out, and then I get into the bigger project. The other way you can use this rule is to set a timer and just get started for five minutes and promise yourself that after five minutes, you can stop. So if you have to write those welcome sequence emails, And give yourself five minutes and see how much of that first email you can write. And if you aren't feeling it after five minutes, that's okay. Stop, pick a different task, and you can always come back to writing those emails. But oftentimes, that five minutes of getting started helps us overcome the hump that we're feeling or that resistance, and then it's just smooth sailing from there. My next recommendation is all about self-care. Everything is harder when you're hungry, when you're tired, you don't have enough water in you. So as much as we can make sure that we have those essentials and our those needs met, it's just going to help us focus. It's just going to help us feel better. And that you're less likely to use that as a distraction, right? Because how many times have you sat down to write an email and said, oh, I don't have my water bottle, gotten up to get a water bottle. And you sit back and go, oh, you know what? I kind of need a snack. You get up and you go get a snack, right? So as much as we can help make sure that those things are taken care of ahead of time, the more able we'll be able to focus when it's time to work. Another recommendation is to make it fun. This is really helpful when you have a a task that you don't like to do. Can you pair it with your favorite playlist? Or can you give yourself a reward when it's over of your favorite treat or go for a walk or call a friend or whatever gets you motivated to do that thing? But try to make the task as fun as possible. And this is especially helpful if you can consistently pair that task with the thing that you enjoy. So if you are getting started running on a treadmill, which is my absolute worst thing in the world to do, if I had to run on the treadmill like during the wintertime, I would pick a favorite show and I could only watch the show while I was running on the treadmill. When I'm working, I pick a couple playlists that I only listen to when I'm doing certain tasks and they just help my brain say, okay, it's time for this thing now. I listen to this playlist. I do this task and they appear in my brain and it helps me focus. The next one is one thing at a time. And this is really hard for people who kind of brag about being multitaskers. Um, this was me for a really, really long time. But honestly, if you are consistently switching between tasks, you are wasting time straight up. There's, there's no way that I can, we can argue that it's being done any differently or you, you are somehow special or different in all of this. Scientific studies have proven it. People are terrible, terrible multitaskers when it comes to work. So what I mean by doing one thing at a time is that could be writing each of the tasks down on a separate sheet of paper and only having that paper out. And then when it's done, you get to crumble it up and you get to throw it away and then you're looking at the next piece of paper. Or I sometimes I'll fold up my to-do list so that I can only see one thing at a time. Or I'll just say it out loud to myself, just one thing at a time. But if we try to multitask and we have our emails open while we're trying to write an email or write a sequence or write a blog post or record a podcast, we're just going to consistently get pulled away from those things. So really focus on one thing at a time. 
a few of my other kind of favorite procrastination tips are to, like I said, kind of make sure you're getting your head in the game. And I do this by doing a particular work ritual every single time. I typically means I make sure my hair is clipped back. I have a great playlist on or sitting in silence, depending on what I'm working on. Some people will light a candle before they get started or like I said, have their favorite beverage, whatever it may be, but start to pair that work ritual with being really focused and you'll just get there that much faster. And another tip I have is, you know, I hate talking about the negative consequences of things because I just don't really like being negative, but there are negative consequences to procrastinating. Every time that you procrastinate, you're missing out on an opportunity to put your best foot forward, to respond to that client in a timely manner, to put yourself up as, you know, the professional that you want to be. You miss out on opportunities that you could take advantage of in your business if you're procrastinating. So, well, again, it's not something I like to harp on, but it is important to remember that there are negative consequences to procrastination. And at the end of the day, what I love to say is don't beat yourself up. Sometimes when we're feeling that friction to get started, it's it's trying to tell us something. It's trying to tell us that we need more rest. It's trying to tell us that we're pushing too hard on a certain area of our business or of our life. And we need to find a new strategy in order to get that done. But quite frankly, procrastination can also lead to some of our best ideas. That's why if you just remove yourself from your work environment sometimes, that's where you can get inspired, right? That's why we come up with the best ideas in the shower or when we're taking a walk, right? It's because we removed ourselves from that pressure situation. So don't beat yourself up if you find it happening to you, even on a daily basis. Listen to this episode again. Take some notes. Reach out to me. I have a great freebie on this that walks you through all those steps that I shared and the reasons why you're procrastinating, what that may look like for you, and the strategies I shared to overcome them. So definitely download that freebie guide and then reach out to me if you have any other questions. But I hope you like this episode. As you can tell, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or want to talk about personal strategy for your procrastination habits. And next week, we're going to be talking about toxic hustle culture and how to build a sustainable business as an overachiever as part of this toxic productivity series. So thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to check in with you next week. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.